Hello, and welcome to The Unique CPA. I'm your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Doug Brown. Doug is an executive business coach for business professionals and entrepreneurs. He is the Chief Learning Officer of Summit Success International, an organization devoted to help entrepreneurs and business professionals get control of their life. I told Doug I was going to have a hard time getting through the word entrepreneur, but I think I've done it three times in a row, and I think it sounds better each time I say it now. So uh, I think we're good, Doug. Welcome to the Unique CPA. Hey, Randy. Uh, good job on the word entrepreneur, and thanks and thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of those words. Every time I say it, I feel like I'm saying it wrong and and inaugural. And I get right there. I just said that again. I don't think I'm saying that right either. I probably am, but there's just certain words that I just don't feel <laughs> I'm saying right. But I got to keep practicing. So thanks for making me say that twice or three times now. <laughs> so, Doug, I appreciate you being on here on the show um, what I'd like to do is before we really get into the topic at hand, which is, you know, spoiler alert, it's going to be talking about burnout. But before we do that, let's talk about your background, where you came from and how you came into this profession that you're currently in. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the work that I'm doing now is is my story. I'm not a CPA. I am a recovering lawyer. I practice law for uh, many years before I went into under the business side. And I have a deep affinity for CPAs because my oldest son is a CPA, just got his third job. He's now with Ernst & Young and my youngest is also an accountant. So, wow. so I understand the parallels. So when I started off as a younger lawyer, I, I had this vision of what the profession was going to be. And I was working in a big firm and then it got really busy and overwhelming. And, and I had to I realized that nowhere in our training was there any training on how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And so over the next 25 years, I kind of figured out what not to do by doing the wrong thing a lot. Right. Because I, you know, I went from being a lawyer in a law firm to then in-house at a corporation that was growing from 30 million to $300 million. And I got involved in the business and I was one of these guys that always just takes on more stuff. Right. And I put myself out there because I feel passionately about what I do, about growing businesses. And I lead with my heart. And that means that my energy is all out there. And so I, I, over my career, I've had these cycles of huge productivity at gigantic personal cost. And then as I got through my 40s and into my 50s, I realized that the extended periods of stress like that were starting to have a real cumulative effect. What I what I used to get away with in my 20s and 30s and even my 40s, I'm like, get to my 50s. And like, that's that's not okay. Right. So through my various careers, one of the so I went, I taught for six years in an MBA program, innovation and entrepreneurship. And then I was recruited to go become the executive director of the State Bar Association in Connecticut. So I had 10,000 lawyers as bosses and we got them turned around. And if that doesn't cause some sort of work-related <laughs> yeah. PTSD, I don't know what will. Yep, I can see I, that. Except maybe being the director of an accounting organization. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get into that in a second for sure. So, and then... Um, I realized that all that I've learned not about how to grow a business and how to take care of yourself to be better for your clients. I mean, I'm not a mental health professional. I've, I've lived it. Right. And so 
that led me to this job where I get to work with really smart professionals who recognize they need to take more control so they can make more money and maybe have more of a life. Yep. And so it's that journey kind of led me to being able to do this and uh, through a good friend to, to find you and have a chance to share this with, with CPAs. I think it's important because lawyers talk to lawyers about lawyer stuff yep. and CPAs talk to CPAs about CPA stuff. And I think if you can cross that boundary and get perspectives from other professions, it, it's a fresh look at things. I think, I think for sure. And CPAs, this is CPA speaking to CPA season right now. It's conference mm. seasons. I've been, I've been uh, at conferences nonstop since really about July. So I, I know exactly what you mean. So, so let's get into that. Cause I mentioned, I, I teased a little bit. We we're going to talk about burnout and that kind of seems like it, it, equates to your story and, and where you were in business, but I'm going to give a little background and then let's get into this. So so the background I want to talk about is the CPAs in general have been in about a two-year tax season right now. It really hasn't ended. It's been nonstop from tax planning season of 2019 through today. We've got another five months before there's any end in sight, and there's new legislation coming out. So who knows what that's going to be? And in addition, just you know, the pandemic we've gone through, every single piece of legislation, everything out there has been, hey, let's help businesses, let's help individuals. And that runs through the CPA. That runs through the IRS, and it runs through the CPA. And so everything that's happened in the last year and a half has really run through the CPA firm. So they've had this and and you'll have to tell me the difference, but they've had this stress and I'm concerned that there's this burnout as well because you can't go nonstop for, I don't think, for two, I couldn't, for two and a half years. And so what's that going to do? Are we going to have a problem? Is there something on the horizon that's going to be an issue that people are going to be dealing with? But first off, let's just talk burnout. Is that going to be a problem? Do you see that in this industry and what really is burnout? So yes, I think it already is a problem. And I, I think it probably was a problem well before that we got to the pandemic. Yep. So let's just talk about what burnout is. Good. The the World Health Organization in 2019 actually recognized burnout as a as an identifiable medical condition, and wow. it's when you have chronic workplace stress that is not successfully managed. Okay. And so it has three dimensions. You're going to feel energy depleted and exhausted. You're going to feel increased mental distance from your job. And you're going to have pervasive feelings of negative negativity or cynicism about your job. And when I talk to lawyers about that, they look at me and say, well, duh, that's what it means to be a lawyer. And I think that accountants might be wondering, well, yeah, that's what it means to be an accountant, right? Right, right. And the problem with burnout, and it's different than stress, is it, it happens to the type A's who don't want to admit that they could ever get burnt out because up until... The last couple of years, maybe still today, if you're burnt out, you are obviously defective as a person. You mm -hmm. failed to manage yourself. And so why should I trust you with my accounting if you can't even manage yourself? Right. And that's the BS that we had been fed as professionals, right. that it's somehow a character flaw to not be able to successfully manage the fire hose of information coming after you for so long. And it's only in the last couple of years that the conversations about mental health are starting to become a little bit more normalized. And it's critically important because my personal experience, not a medical professional, but 
extended periods of stress without, without a break and without effective strategies and a support system will cause mental health issues. Mm-hmm. It'll cause physical mental health issues. And you can't just power through and say, I'm going to just tough it out and try to recover from it because it, it's this death spiral, Randy. You, you're burnt out, you work harder, and then you're less productive. So you work even harder. And then you make mistakes and you get down on yourself yep. and then you separate yourself from relationships and then your employees hate you and you hate them back. We got to interrupt the pattern. Yep. All right. And so, so how do we do that? Well, I, I think the, the understanding that stress and burnout are different. Okay. So you can have good stress. I, I've, I've joked with my accounting friends that in a normal time, you're kind of like adrenaline junkies. It's like, oh, quarter end, month end, quarter end, year end, and then you get it, get all the work done and then take a deep breath and then do it all again. When you get the stress that is negative like this, when you're accounting and you want to have some certainty and your clients want some certainty in a totally uncertain world, mm-hmm. that causes the stress to go off the charts. That's what's different about this is an extended period of time. So even people who are really good have have trouble with it. But the reason why they struggle to deal with it and kind of the first step to dealing with it is admitting that it might even be possible, that it could be happening to you. Yeah. And I wonder if that's easy to do or when you're in the middle of it, it's just like, I got a, I got a deadline because CPAs are all about deadlines. You just mentioned it. And how do you identify that this is, I guess you you name things. You're going to get down on yourself. You're going to get down. You're going to be crabby. You're going to get down on other people. But how do you identify? And then, you know, what do you do? Yeah. It's hard when you're in the middle of it and you've got the deadlines looming and you've got all the stuff that you must do and then all the stuff that you should do to actually give yourself the space to slow down a little bit to even be aware it's it's like you're going so fast on the highway the telephone poles are all you know are all blurring together right i, I think the the key thing is to recognize that it might be happening without worrying about labeling it right yeah because there's judgment that comes with labels but when when you wake up at 3 in the morning and you're like i just can't keep doing it this way what am i you know, then it's always better if you can find a little bit of time, just a brief period of time, just to take a step back. And there, you're going to have to start making choices about what you do personally and, and what you don't do. So it's accepting, I guess, the first thing, the first big thing and the first big problem I see lawyers and I expect accountants would have yep. is accepting that it's happening. Because if you're not accepting the fact that it's happening and you're in denial, then there's no way to help yourself. So if you say, hey, I might be burning out here. Um, so what's a strategy to, to do that? It's the, it's the first thing is the very last thing that guys, that men do, maybe women too, <laughs> is take care of yourself, like sleep and take care of your nutrition. Yep. So those are, those are two of the, of the first things. Yeah. I personally, and I think you and I may have talked about this a month ago when we first met this, I personally talk about the fact that, you know, I felt burnt out four plus years ago. I honestly don't know if it was that, but I, I admit it now, but it got to a point with me and, and people have listened, probably know this before, but I had a stroke seven years ago and that stroke just 
kind of changed my mindset of how I looked at things, but, but I was felt like I was getting burnt out. So something had to change and we made major changes at our business where, you know, I, I stepped down as managing partner. I started concentrating on more this stuff, what you and I are doing today, education, out just meeting with the CPAs in general. And, you know, maybe not everybody can do that. It's just totally redefine their role in the business. But, but for me, that worked. And, and, and also, uh, for me, it wasn't just the stress. It wasn't just the burnout. I honestly felt that that depression was kicking in as well. And I've written about this. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've published this in accounting today, and I mm-hmm. I put a big uh, LinkedIn note out or message out about this. But you know, like you said, mental health issues are a big issue, and I can see this turning into that. So so I was able to address it. I didn't ignore it. I addressed it professionally with counselors. Uh, I addressed it in the business, but not everybody has the. I was very fortunate. I had the flexibility to just completely redefine myself in the business. Not everybody can do that. Uh, so little steps. That's the key, huh? Yeah, I think that you know one of my private coaching clients. You know, I, I will have people that'll come to me after we do a time mastery presentation because mm-hmm. they're identifying the issue. I got to get more control of my time. And usually they won't, they won't come to me saying I'm burnt out. They're saying, I got to get more done in less time. I'm like, right. oh, great. So when I start having a conversation, exploring what's going on, I realize that they're trying to be everything to everybody all the time. They're taking on all this stuff. So what we do with, with one of these examples I'm thinking of, I help them. We take a step back and say, well, what's really important to you right now? And we get granular. We talk about each thing. Well, taking care of my clients and being with my family. All right. Well, so how are you spending your time right now? And then we work together on, all right, well, what is the, what things could you stop doing or yep. put on a get to it later list? And a lot of times there's this heroic kind of quality where the person is taking on, I've got to do it myself. I've got to do everything myself. Yeah. And my clients have found just having someone to talk to, to ask the questions, to help them focus on what do I do next? Okay. You've got all these things going on for the next two weeks, focus on these two things. And we don't get into what projects you have to work on, but it's how you're showing up to work on the projects. I deal with a lot of clients who have a perfectionism problem. Mm-hmm. And I know in accounting, right, there's there's big consequences for being wrong and you've got to have somebody else review your work. You and, got to balance to the penny. You can't be wrong at all. So. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you can't say, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, right. Um, so we start there and we try to figure out what are the triggers that are really causing the spikes of the overwhelm. Yep. And many times, I see this with lawyers and I imagine with accountants too, they need to learn how to leverage other people's time better for the little things that consume a lot of energy that can give them some space. Because I know when you're working on somebody's matter, much like a lawyer, you have to be laser focused. You can't go in and out of it a lot. So if we can help them create some time blocks during the day where they can be safe to focus on the project in front of them and let the world swirl around outside, then they can start taking some more control because every time you switch a task, you lose 20 minutes of productivity. 
right? If you're reactive, if every time the phone, you know, rings, you're answering, and then all of a sudden you're changing. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that exactly. And what you just said is something that I, I, you know, it took me a long time to learn, um, you know, 59 uh, now, but doing the things that really you're good at and passionate at and the other things, you know, again, not everybody has this ability, but have someone else work with someone else. Do like tax research. I used to do all that myself because I wanted to do it. Now, if there's a, a project, I'm like, I'll ask someone else in the company, hey, can you research this for me? Now they'll get me the information and then I'll dig into it as well. But now I'm already ahead of the game because they did a lot of the legwork and I can keep concentrating on writing the next presentation or, or uh, doing the next podcast with interesting people like Doug Brown or, or that. So, yeah, I agree with that. If you can concentrate on the things that really are the most important and your passion lies in there, boy, that just made a big difference for me, too. And it, it, a lot of it's recognizing your need to be in control mm -hmm. and this fallacy that it, you're doing it yourself. Yep. is the best way to control it. Because if you have a proper process in your business, then you get more control by having somebody else do it because it's actually happening. Yep. Yep. And, and there's a huge trust issue that probably starts with the person not really trusting themselves. And it shows up as I don't trust other people. So I have to do it myself. Right. It, it's been incredibly powerful. And I had a coach myself and in the work that I do is, is just having that conversation and asking the questions, well, what if we tried, if you had your assistant, let your clients know where the status was so that you could stay focused on working something? Well, I don't know if my assistant could do that. So, well, have you trained them? Have you given them words they can use? Right. No. So this, this is, it, it's when there's so much noise coming at you, having a person to help you sift through what's really important so that you know what you're working on matters is tremendously helpful. And that hour you might take can save you two or three hours a week. Yep. Yep. So you can work less, be more productive, probably make more money and be happier and see your family again. And, and what's so important, if somebody feels like they're in this place, yep. it is possible to have a different reality. And if you really feel like you're having a an issue with, um, with depression, then see a medical professional, see your general practitioner, yep. because they can help. Because sometimes you get so much going on that you've got some chemical things in your brain that need to be addressed so that you can get better control of your life. Right. Right. Well, I could go on this too forever. I could uh, keep discussing this. What is like, you know, the one most important thing that uh, really our listeners should remember from our discussion today or recovering from burnout? I think the most important principle is, is you don't have to accept it, that it's going to happen unless you have some strategies and that being intentional saying, look, this could happen. What could I do? And slowing down just a little bit maybe on a Sunday, <laughs> can help you speed up. It is possible to make it better. You don't have to accept the never-ending tax season and missing your family and, and burning yourself out. Yep. 
Yep. So if our listeners want to hear more or get any information additional from you, what's the best way to get a hold of you or see you or contact you? Yeah. Um, I'll put my, my, this in the show notes as well. Uh, my email address is Doug at summit S U M M I T hyphen success.com. And I've got a little guide I can make available if they go to summit-success.com forward slash unique CPA. Uh, I have a guide on how to tame your to-do list and a few other time management tips that I can put out there that are that work and are yep. simple to implement without taking a lot of time. That's awesome. We got our own unique uh, CPA link on your on your website, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I am honored. And believe me, <laughs> what, you, what you're saying here, I think, is extremely important, especially with what tech CPAs have gone through. And, and I personally, like I had mentioned, have gone through that in the past and don't want anybody else to you know, let that go too far. So address it today. Just one, one last thing. I just can't help myself yep. is take some action now. Don't wait until, well, when this tax season gets over, then I'll do something because there'll always be something else. Yep. Take some action now. Yep. I agree. And make this deadline today. And then, you know, if we think of it as a deadline, the deadline's today to take this action. So do it. All right. Well, Doug, I appreciate you being here. I, I had a great time and, and I, I would love to pick your brain uh, down the road as well. Thanks, Randy. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us today. And you can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode, where we'll be going beyond compliance into forging new pathways of delivering value to clients, diversifying your revenue streams, and leading edge management techniques and styles. This has been a production of Twin Flame Studios.